your Division II champions, Grand Valley State. It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. Well, hi again, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Anchor Up Podcast. It's all brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics. Your health, our passion. Today is Thursday, April 15th. We're a little bit late again this week, waiting on some things to come clear. But now that we know what the week looks like, we are glad to bring you another edition of the Anchor Up Podcast. Once again, joined by Tim Knott. My name is Jake Levy. Tim, we didn't have you last week. You were over at Van Andel taking care of some basketball stats. First of all, before we get into what's happening around Grand Valley, sounds like it was a really cool experience with the uh, high school playoffs. What was that like? They did a great job over there. The MHSA, led by Mark Ewell, uh, did an outstanding job. They kind of changed the format this year because they started the season later. And the, the men's, the boys and girls tournaments ran uh, with each other in terms of they were a day off Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday. And they couldn't, they couldn't um, uh, get the Breslin Center for two consecutive weeks. So they had to kind of get the games into two days. And so what they did is they used Van Andel Arena for the uh, semifinals for the Division Two and Division Four boys and girls on Wednesday and Thursday. Outstanding event. Uh, so it was great to see the kids out there playing. The MHSA did an outstanding job of running the event. Uh, it was a lot of fun to be a part of, and I uh, was able to see some some good friends that I've known th- throughout the years and have worked a bunch of events with, and uh, they did a, gr- a great job. So it was a lot of fun. You did a great job flying solo last week, uh, I, I, as always. So uh, you're this week uh we're back at it well i'm glad to have you back with me it's kind of weird doing the podcast by myself and just talking into the abyss i mean i know i do it for broadcasting sports but at least there's other people in the room that i'm talking about or right. to as opposed to uh, when you're kind of sitting here in this little quasi press box we're in right now kind of staring at four blank walls well, just uh, uh you know in terms of talking to yourself in that third person context that, that was impressive well the that, scary that, that, that part <laughs> let's get to the uh weekly recap here it's brought to you by blue cross blue shield of michigan here for you now more than ever confidence comes with every card and we start with women's lacrosse on a senior day showdown with davenport it was a battle for first place in the gliac in grand valley state after honoring their four seniors that'll be done after this year they then come out with a 15 13 win over a much improved and very talented davenport team i'll tell you what that was a fun up-and-down, high-energy, high-intensity game. Uh, the first three minutes, the Lakers had six free position shots because Davenport just kept on fouling, and they kind of set the tone right there. Grand Valley went up not scoring on it, but they took a 3-1 lead. Davenport came back, went on a little bit of a run. They led 7-5 to at halftime, and then I don't know what Coach Lawler said at the break because Grand Valley scored four unanswered right out of the chutes, wound up holding on for the 15-13 win, a really impressive performance, particularly in the second half to avoid some of those really good goal scorers by Davenport. But, uh, I mean, Tim, you were there. You saw the energy, the emotion. Of course, that crosstown showdown, Davenport was undefeated. Grand Valley had one loss. It felt like a really big game, and, and Grand Valley got the win, and that was cool to see. Well, it's going to end up being a huge game because, you know, Davenport tied at 13-13, with just over four minutes left, Lakers you know, scored the last two goals of the uh, game to win in 15-13. But Regis, who is in the regional rankings, you know, we can talk about that. Regis hasn't played in like a month. Yeah. So you have Indianapolis and Lindenwood are one and two in the region. Lakers are battling Regis for that third spot. And only three teams out of this region are going to go this year. Um, so 
with Regis not playing, that even made that win more impressive because you have to win those games because you have to separate yourself from Regis, who hasn't played. Yeah, we're ta we've talked about it a little bit, but just to kind of reset the scene on the women's lacrosse landscape, last year it was supposed to go from a three-team regional to a four-team regional. Of course, nobody played in a regional last year in spring sports. This year, the NCAA, due to a saving of funds and player safety and COVID protocols, they cut everything by 25%. So that extra fourth team has now been recut for this year. So they're going back to that original three-team format in which the top seed, who usually gets to host, then the next two seeds, the seeds two and three, play each other. Winner of that game plays the one seed for a chance to go to the final site and the final four to compete for a national championship. So in the region, only three teams are going. Now, obviously, Uindi, who's number one in the nation, barely beat Grand Valley here. That's a tough loss. But Lindenwood's number two in the region right now. Uindi and Lindenwood will play each other in the second-to-last GLVC regular season game and then more than likely will play each other in the GLVC championship. So they're going to play each other twice. As Tim mentioned, Regis has not played. I think they're 5-1. Five and one. Five and, one. and then they shut things down a couple of weeks ago, and they haven't played in about a month. So keeping an eye over there on the RMAC to see what that looks like. And the hard part for Regis, too, is Grand Valley's done actually some really smart things. They've added Roberts Wesleyan, which is going to add some good RPI points. And they're also going to Davenport at the end of the year now. So a road game against Davenport would also help add to the RPI. So basically, Grand Valley is putting themselves in a position where if they can take care of business, they just keep stacking and stacking and stacking those RPI points, making it harder and harder for Regis to make a case regardless of what happens in those matchups between Lindenwood and Uindy. Now, if Uindy wins both of those games, I think Grand Valley's in regardless because that'll give them such a strong one loss and Uindy being clearly the best team in the region, if not the best team in the country, that they could say, well, our one loss is by two goals to the number one team in the country. I think that's probably worth getting in over Regis, but you have to can't take anything for granted, obviously, and have to win all their games. But by continuing to add some RPI opportunities, puts themselves in a better and better spot as this year progresses. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for Regis to build up enough of those points because the RMAC isn't exactly that strong in uh, lacrosse. And so it's going to be really tough because they don't have those options of going to play. Like Grand Valley had the option to pick up a game, go to Roberts Wesleyan, and, and, and pick up a good quality opponent who's actually undefeated right now. So. Uh, Lakers have to, just have to keep winning. You just got to, you know, you have to win the games that are posted in front of you, and uh, see what see what transpires at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the upcoming schedule in a little bit, but Northern Michigan's undefeated in GLIAC play. They're four and zero. The Lakers go up there this weekend, and then take on Roberts Wesleyan next week. So a big week to continue to add to those RPI points and give themselves the chance to get in. I know the Lakers would love another crack at Uindi after uh, the strong finish they had in that game coming up just a little bit short against the Greyhounds after a kind of slow start. But we'll, uh, we'll see how all of that breaks out in women's lacrosse. Softball, meanwhile, went to Davenport over the weekend and took two. They then split with the Parkside Rangers. Genesis Agart had a fantastic game in her home state. The Green Bay, Wisconsin native went back home to Kenosha, struck out 14 in a complete game shutout where one run win. She gave up a home run in the seventh inning with the Lakers already up 4 nothing. just trying to throw strikes, wound up costing her the shutout. But she gave up just one run in 14 innings last week to earn Gleak Pitcher of the Week honors. And then Grand Valley wrapped up an eight-game road swing yesterday when they went to Ferris State, and they took both of those from the Bulldogs, Lakers go 4-0 against Ferris State this year. That's always a good feeling. But they took game one 2-0. 
Uh, Hannah Biotis moved improved to 8-0 and in GLIAC play in the circle. She's been unbelievable. And then in Game 2, a little bit of a slow start. Eggart, who was reigning GLIAC Pitcher of the Week, perhaps a little bit of adrenaline, had a few walks, had a little bit of command issues early. Ferris scored two runs in the first, another in the third, but Grand Valley was able to come back and win that one 6-3. to uh, Nakoma Holman coming up with a couple of big hits. Morgan Wagner had three RBIs in the two games as well. Uh, so the Lakers coming up big in the clutch when they needed it yesterday to get the sweeps, and now they're finally back home this week again. We'll talk about that in a bit. But you know, Nakoma Holman rather finally had a game where she did not hit in a GLIAC game. It took her 14 straight games. In the 15th, she finally had that in See an in-league play hitting streak snapped, but what an impressive performance by her. Yeah, she's an impressive player, and the Laker lineup, as we talked about throughout the year, just continues to get better and, and better as the season progresses. And right, like, right now they're just kind of hold serve here until you get the GLIAC tournament, see what happens to the GLIAC tournament, get that NCAA bid, and then you're playing for the uh, right to go to the, the World Series. Yeah, and, you know, it's, we've talked about UND quite a bit because they're the other team in the region that's really looming large right now. UND ranked number five in the country. They have just the two losses, I believe. Although if you look at their schedule, they had a loss against Purdue Northwest that seems to have disappeared, and then they had another one that they were losing at the end. It was called due to lightning. I don't think they're going to finish that one. So, <laughs> yeah, so all kinda... of a sudden they went from having three or four losses back yeah. down to having one or two. Right. I don't know how all that transpired, but either way, the, the, the Lakers will probably, unless UND implodes here down the stretch, be the two seed in the region. Now, that doesn't mean they can't host the regional. This year, just like in basketball, they're doing pre-approved sites. So Grand Valley's put in a bid to host the Midwest Super Regional, whatever it is. They're not doing, they're not doing the two-weekend regional, right. then Super Regional this year. Six teams this year. Will be in. So it's six teams in one regional that is the Super Regional to go to the College World Series. So uh, the Lakers could still wind up hosting it, but it'll be the top two seeds, probably get the bye, and they work through the whole uh, six-team tournament like that through to find a champion from the Midwest region that would go to the College World Series. Well, and again, it's just going to come down to the end of the season, playing your best at that key time, getting that, you know, there's not going to be a lot of runs scored, getting that great pitching performance, which the Lakers pitching staff is, is continually evolving. It's a very deep pitching staff. Timely hits are always something you need to come up with in softball because, you know, you're you're not guaranteed scoring from second on a, on a hit ball to the outfield. I mean, so you really need to, you know, do a great job of advancing runners and taking those bases and and uh, just, you know, scrapping out some runs. Yeah, sometimes you have to score on a sacrifice fly to second base. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, Megan Kenickshoff doing that for the Lakers a couple of weeks ago and then uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. showing that he could do, do it at the major league level as well. That yes. was un Unbelievable. He, he, he's, a diff he's a different breed. Different yeah, he, breed. He, he's definitely making a strong case to be the face of Major League Baseball the way he's been playing. 40-40 this year. That's what they keep saying. If he keeps playing the Phillies week in and week out, he's going to have a chance of getting it too because, my goodness. But anyway, softball winds up with a 7-1 and one week when it's all said and done. A 7-1 and one road trip at that with eight games all on the road. So they had a lot of home games early, now beginning that second stretch of the GLIAC season where they're having to pay a lot of that back by going on these road trips, and so far so good for them as they go 7-1 and one on the road last week. Volleyball, meanwhile, wrapped up their season. They go on to the GLIAC tournament. They sweep Ashland yet again. Nine sets played, nine sets won by the Lakers against the Ashland Eagles this year. They beat them in the quarterfinals and then drop a tough one to Northern Michigan. Uh, they won set three. Seemed like they were starting to figure it out, had a lead in set four, but three attack errors down the stretch really hurt them as the Wildcats, who wound up winning the entire thing, 
beat the Lakers 3-1. to one. Grand Valley ends their season at 12-4. and four. Uh, Coach Scanlon talking about it on the GBSU Sports Report this week, saying she would have really just liked to see that team get to a fifth set because she felt like you know they, she, they, she thought the second two sets they were the better team and had a chance to really do some damage. And if you could get to the GLIAC Tournament Championship, of course you'd feel a heck of a lot better than saying falling in the semifinals. But nonetheless, 12-4, and four, they win a postseason game. They win the GLIAC South Division. Uh, a lot to be proud of and a lot to take away from this spring season. They got a lot of young and new players, some really important reps. And you talked about it a lot throughout the volleyball year. You expected to see them get better and better as the year went on, as they gelled, as some of those players that hadn't played in a while started to do just that. And that's what we saw. And I think there's a lot of positivity to take out of the volleyball floor headed towards the, the fall this year. Yeah, I think you're going to see that team just continue to build in next fall. And I think that, that that was the most impressive thing is they got better every week throughout the year from the t- time they started playing against the Wisconsin Parkside until the, the last match of the GLIAC tournament. They learned a lot. You know, you can look back at two of their losses, the loss to Michigan Tech. They had leads in all three of those games going into the 20s and lost. Uh, Michigan Tech just won those bigger points. The following night, Grand Valley State won those big points. Same thing as Northern Michigan. Had that lead in that fourth fourth game. Northern Michigan came up with some key, you know, some key serves, some key kills, and, and did a good, good job at the net and was able to pull up that match. But this team continued to improve, and I know Coach Scanlon and Coach Johnson are looking for them just to build on that for next fall. So that's a look around there. Tennis, meanwhile, had senior night the other day when they took on Purdue Northwest. They had a busy week as well, Tim. Yeah, they did. Uh, the women's tennis team is now 10-4, and 5-2 and two in league play. They won uh, a couple of matches over Davenport and Purdue Northwest last weekend. Dropped a tough 4-3 uh, match to Fair State yesterday. The, uh, the two regionally ranked teams were 2-3 were th- and three in the regional rankings. Fair State uh, ended up winning that match 4-3. to three. So you're gonna, those two teams are going to match up again in the GLIAC tournament as the Lakers are attempting to get that women's tennis bid. In men's tennis, the Lakers were undefeated going in, in, in league play going into the match against Fair State yesterday. Lost 6-1. to one. However, it's a little deceiving. Uh, Fair State, again, like the, like the Michigan Tech or Grand Valley State volleyball team not winning those big points, the Lakers lost those big matches, lost three three-set matches yesterday. Mm. So the 6-1 to one score is a little misleading because uh, a couple of those matches came down to 7-5 tiebreakers in, in, in the final set. So... Uh, the Laker men are seven and eight overall, five and one in league play, and again, it's going to come down to uh, those two teams in, in the GLIAC tournament. So uh, this weekend, they're going to be at Lake Superior State and, and Michigan Tech for a couple of GLIAC matches. And then men's and women's golf, they had last little tune-up before GLIACs this week, so uh, they went down and had some pretty impressive performances. They did on the men's side. The men finished second at the Ken Partridge Invitational with a with a 54-hole score of 888. Indy finished one stroke ahead of him, 887, and it was kind of a crazy finish. Uh, the final hole was playing downwind. The Lakers had four birdies in their final four golfers on the 18th, 18th uh, hole uh, to move to uh, just one over on the day and 888 overall. Indy's last golfer on the last hole birdied it, and that led Indianapolis to the one-stroke victory over the Lakers, so Grand Valley State f- finished his second. Uh, the Lakers, but what was impressive is you, you had uh, Nick Kruger, Eric Nunn, Drew Coble, and Charles DeLong, who, who's been the number one golfer. He was actually the number four golfer scoring-wise in, in the tournament. So they're playing well at the right time. Uh, they last three tournaments, they went second, first, second, and uh, heading into the GLIAC championship. So, I, so they're playing well. And on the, on the women's side, the women won the Cavalier, Cavalier Classic, uh, defeating nationally ranked Finley, who was ranked ninth going into that. Arna Arna Krinzendotter, yes, from Iceland. Uh, she she finished second uh, and uh, f- 
they're they're doing a great job. Freshman to Megan Myron uh, was the third golfer. All-American Katie Shipman, who's been the number one golfer for four or five years for the Lakers, actually finished third. But uh, uh, Arnon was the Gleick Player of the Week, and they, again, head into the Gleick Championships playing well by winning the um, Cavalier Classic. A interesting note, Morgan Jenke wolf her first career ace. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So on the 125-yard par three. So as they head into the GLIAC championships, uh, it's a little bit different for both men and women at the GLIAC tournament. It's stroke play through the first 36 holes. The top four teams then advance to match play. So number four plays number one, number two plays three, and then in the morning, and then the winners play in the afternoon to for the, your GLIAC title. Yeah, and that's coming up this week. But uh, you talked about Morgan Janke-Wolf with the ace, and then how about Charles DeLong with an eagle, eagle on a par four? And I think somebody else yes, did one too, uh, right? Yes, Kruger had, a, had an eagle on a par four. No, what? I'm sorry, Eric Nunn did. Eric Nunn had the eagle. So the Lakers with two eagles at the Ken Partridge Invitational. Yeah, and Coach Bissell saying they're from about 160 out yeah. and about 185 yep. out. So so <laughs> that's pretty incredible to get an eagle on a par four. I saw the first one come across on my news feed, and I was shocked, and I thought I saw a second one. I was like, well, that can't happen. I, I've played a lot of golf. There's no way yeah. two of those happened in one weekend. But sure enough, the uh, the eagles on par fours is awfully impressive. And the Lakers, after that really tough start, to the golf season on both the men's and women's side, turned it around quickly and really got back. They shook off the rust immediately almost, and now they're both in really good position for the uh, NCAA tournament. Yes, they are. The, the men are uh, ranked second currently in the Midwest Regional Rankings, the women third. So both those teams will advance, in, in, will advance into NCAA uh, tournament play. With one more week to go until that, first it's GLIACs. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first for now, that wraps up our weekly recap. All of it brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Here for you now more than ever, confidence comes with every card. The Anchor Up podcast is also brought to you in part by NovaCare. Discover the power of physical therapy with the official physical therapy provider of GVSU Athletics. Brought to you by PNC Bank, the official bank of GVSU Athletics, PNC Bank for the Achiever in You. Brought to you by Earhart Construction, right from the start by Homewood Suites Grand Rapids. Enjoy all the comforts of home at the only extended stay hotel in downtown Grand Rapids. Also brought to you in part by Uccello's, where great food and sports come together by DTE Energy, Know Your Own Power, Mervine Beverage, reminding you to drink responsibly, and also brought to you in part by Fox Motors. Well, one sport that you might have noticed we left off that recap, the women's soccer team. They have been absent for the last two weeks due to COVID protocols, but they're back in action this week. And here's your Coors Light stat of the week, Tim. Despite GVSU soccer playing just four games, the fewest of any GLIAC school, they have nearly double the next highest team's goal count. Grand Valley State has scored 25 goals in four matches. The next highest, Ashland, has 13 in six. So despite playing less games than anybody else, still almost double the next highest GLIAC goal in goals this year. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised by that. When you see the, when you see the score, six nothing. We don't play normal soccer at Grand Valley State in terms of the scores, uh, goals scored. It's more like a good lacrosse game. I mean, when you when you look at, you know, a lot of people say that the uh, Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference is the best lacrosse uh, league for women's lacrosse. Those you see nine seven seven five, a lot of good defense, a lot of good goal goal play. That's what the Lakers are scoring in soccer goals, which yeah. is unheard of. So, so I'm not surprised by that, and uh, you know, hopefully they can get back on the uh, pitch here shortly. Yep, they're supposed to face Ashland and Saginaw Valley this week. Both of those games, by the way, available on the Watch ESPN app and ESPN3, so make sure you check those out as Grand Valley State competing for a GLIAC championship. They're doing this point system the same way all the other teams are this year with the unbalanced schedule, so uh, it's a 
average points per game. It's kind of a confusing hierarchy of Excel sheets that you know we're not going to take you through. But let's put it this way. If the Lakers win out, the Lakers are GLIAC champions. They have everything right in front of them. Uh, they might have to do it with some different pieces as they're still you know fighting through the COVID protocols and figuring out all of that. But they're a very deep, very talented team. And you know they're going to be throwing some curveballs here this year. It's a year unlike any other. We keep on saying that, and they'll have to uh, try to figure all of that out when they take on Ashland Friday night at 7 p.m. and then Saginaw Valley at 1 p.m. And that's a great way to start our upcoming schedule brought to you by Ziegler Automotive. Again, Grand Valley State at home this week hosting Ashland and Saginaw Valley. The Eagles are currently third in the league at 5-1. and one. Saginaw Valley, a young team, but really getting better. They started 0-3, but they've won two straight, so they're going to pose some problems as well. And the Lakers' fitness and depth is going to be tested this week. There's no way around it. Some players are not going to be available due to COVID protocols. They haven't played or really been able to fully train for two weeks, so they're, they're going to have to really see if they can put this together for 90 minutes. And these are two really intense, high-energy physical teams, and you know they're not just going to pack it in and sit there and let you just dribble the ball around for right. 90 minutes. So Lakers are going to be able to bit of a track meet this week so they're gonna have to uh, see what those legs have in them and you know that's, that's it's a great test for those younger players for next year you know coach Osler is going to rely on, on, on some of those new bodies and they're going to have to step in and perform at a high level for this team to remain successful yeah there'll be definitely be some learning moments in this week hopefully the Lakers learn them in victories rather than losses. So see what they have this week. Again, that's at 7 p.m. on Friday. Attendance is allowed. Max capacity of 250. So if you're interested, you better get your tickets early. They're available online. All digital ticketing this spring as well. So that's women's soccer this week. Also at home, softball taking on Northwood. As we mentioned, the Lakers on the road for eight straight games. They're taking on the Timberwolves. That was a doubleheader they played at Midland a couple of weeks ago, March 28th. Both of them were 6-4 to four finals. One, the Lakers scored two runs in the 7th, the other in the 10th on a really windy, cold, rainy day in Midland, Michigan. The Lakers were able to pull out two wins over Northwood, so see if they can do that again here at home. And the weather's supposed to be a little bit nicer this weekend, looking at the mid to upper 50s and some sun, not too much uh, moisture to worry about on Saturday. So hopefully the conditions won't play much of a factor and the Lakers can just get back to playing their softball. So they, they look to sweep the Timberwolves for the season series. Women's lacrosse is on the road. They take on Northern Michigan up in Marquette. Then, as we mentioned, that Robert Wesleyan game, another top 25 matchup. The Lakers trying to add some of their RPI points going on the road this week to face a couple of tough opponents in the undefeated in GLIAC play, Northern Michigan Wildcats, and then Roberts Wesleyan, who's nationally ranked. And, you know, for men's golf, they're going to be at the GLIAC championships April 16th through 18th down in Gull Lake. And the women, they're both, both programs are playing at the Gull Lake Resort uh, and the women will be playing there as well. They're, excuse me, going to be playing April 16th through 18th. And again, we can mention that stroke play uh, for the first 36 holes and the match play for the final four. Outdoor track and field has their first home event, kind of a preview of the national championships. And the Al Owens Classic gets going this week. Friday is the field events, and then Saturday, starting at 11 a.m., the track and field will get going. There will be a live stream on the Grand Valley Sports Network of the track events due to the layout of the field events at the outdoor facility. It's impossible to get a camera that can see all of those. So no, no live stream of the field events on Friday, but there will be the ability to watch. Go to watchgvsn.com to watch the track events as they get started at 11 a.m. on Saturday. And again, that's the same track where the national championships will be held. So not only will the Lakers be looking to you know, get some more qualifications and get more of that. But it is a good dry run-through 
for what the, the field will look like, what the track will feel like, what everything will be laid out as when the national meet comes here at the end of May. Well, it'd be interesting, interesting to see uh, the field events. The Lakers have done a great job of hitting those qualifying marks early in the season. Uh, you know, when they're just going to continue to build those results. And on, on the track, you really never know what's going to happen on our track. There's a wind blowing from the west, and so you really you're 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 either going to be running into a wind, which isn't great for your time, or you're going to be running with the wind, which will help your time. So it just depends on how on on the uh, allowable limit, and we'll see what happens. Yep. So track and field at home for the Al Owens Classic tennis. Tennis will be at Michigan Tech and Lake Superior State this weekend. Going across the bridge. That's right. Over to uh, take on Lake Superior State in the Sioux. And yes, they'll be playing and- indoors. I this, would this hope took. so. They will be playing indoors. Uh, Michigan Tech has a nice uh, indoor facility. And Lake Superior State, they, I think they play in the arena, the basketball arena. It's, it's on a weird surface. Huh. So, yeah. Interesting. Well, well women's lacrosse will likely be in the dome They'll be in the up dome. in Marquette. Yes. So they'll be out of the elements as well. So everyone can uh, stay nice and warm, even though they have to go across the bridge up to the UP. So that is your upcoming schedule. All of that brought to you by Ziegler Automotive. Before we get out of here, Tim, though, it's time for us to go through our great moments of the week brought to you by the Randy Catterberg Agency. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, our great moment of the week is going to be the hole-in-one by Morgan Janke Wolf. First career hole-in-one. Uh, Morgan's a senior, and uh, she uh, was playing in, in, in that tournament, probably her last tournament, as uh, how they seeded out here for the team. You'll only take five to the GLIAC t- tournament and the NCAA regionals. And uh, so that was probably Morgan's last event. And what a way to end your career with an ace. That is really cool. And you, you talked about it a little bit, but Katie Chipman, who's been the low scorer for Grand Valley week in and week out, to see other players step up in the second to last week of the season, basically, is really important. And seeing some of the other players performers start to come into form. I mean, if you can win an event with Katie Chipman finishing as your third best scorer, that means you're putting up some really good numbers. And you know Katie will bounce back. She's yeah. been great week in and week out. But, you know, everyone has one. You look at Charles DeLong on the men's side as well. Yeah. You know, you, you can't – it's golf so hard to be ultimately consistent week in and week out. So you need – it's why it, it is a team game. Golf yeah. is an individual sport, but it is a team game. No doubt about All it. All of your scores matter, picking each other up. And you, you talk about the end of that uh, that classic with the men versus Indy. You know, four birdies on the 18th hole when you really need it. Your guys all cheering each other on. And to be in those atmospheres, to be in those situations, that'll be a very helpful for a couple of teams that have some young athletes competing in the NCAA and GLIAC tournaments. In situations like that, you're only going to be as good as your third and fourth golfers' scores. You know your number one and two are going to be in that mix, and they're going to go under par. They're going to be near par. What you need, you can't have anybody blow up. Your fifth golfer, if they're going to blow up, they got to be your only golfer who's going to blow up, and you're not going to count their score. And that's only for that, eight, that round of 18. Right. So you really need four solid scores. You can't, you, you, you can't have your third and fourth golfer near the bottom of the standings or your team's going to be there as well. Well, really cool for Morgan Janke-Wolf, and that's awesome that it might be her final event as a Grand Valley State Laker, and she winds up getting her first ace of her life. Really, really sweet. Uh, my great moment of the week is the sack hanging their link of positivity last week. The Student Athlete Advisory Committee put together a fundraiser. Every single individual sport was asked to do a little fundraising, and they can put that money towards a local charity of their choice. All combined, GVSU SAC raised nearly $600. Each donation of $1 equaled one strand of paper that was linked together. So this link is 600 strands long. Every 
strand has a little message of positivity written on it by one of the SAC members, and they put it all together, hung it up in the field house, and it's a great way to show some camaraderie, some teamwork, and also do a little good for the community as well. So that, to me, was my great moment of the week as the great job by a student-athlete advisory committee and the entire athletics department of all the student-athletes coming together for a universal cause to help do some good in the community. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention this. Uh, the Michigan Tech head men's basketball coach, Kevin Luke, uh, retired today actually and uh so, you, a little teary -eyed? You, know, you know what he's a great guy i mean I, I we started on the same day at michigan tech he was uh named interim coach in may i started at michigan tech in on july 25th 1994 yeah i don't know if you were born yet uh i was born three days later four years ago okay july right. 28th nice. 1990 nice. is my birthday nice that, that's awesome so that just goes to show my age and so we started on the same day uh at, at michigan tech and you know, he, he became a great friend. He's done a great job at Michigan Tech, built that program, 10 NCAA tournament appearances, uh, a couple of regional finals. And so uh, it's a sad day for the Gulliak to see uh, Luker hang him up, but what a great career. He's just going to sit on the end of his pier and uh, fish. And, and what a great way to go out, too. Of course, he would have liked to go to the yeah. Elite Eight, but took that team to the Midwest Regional Championship, and it went right down to an oh. inbound with three seconds left. Boy, what a game that was with Truman State, but unfortunately – just uh, couldn't pull it out. But nonetheless, yeah, I mean, I got to know Kevin Luke a little bit over the last few years and always just very gracious, very, uh, very fun guy to be around and always had a level head about yeah, everything. Yeah. And that was, I think, what, what stood out to me the most was how, you know, how even keel he was, how, how smart he was and how, how much he saw that it, it, basketball is important, but being a good person and having good guys that come through your program year in and year out is what I think he really proud, prided himself yeah, on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and he wanted a high rate on the court. Ten NCAA appearances at Michigan Tech. Michigan Tech had only been to one prior to him taking over. So he, he wanted a high level. Great kids have, have gone through that program, and it was a lot of fun being around him. I know we always enjoyed seeing him roam the sidelines here at the Fieldhouse Arena and his big bald head when he when he eventually <laughs> shaved it. There, you know, he's losing all of his hair. Yeah, Michigan Tech posted uh, some pictures through yeah. the years of Kevin Luke. We had a fun time going through his hairline mm -hmm. and watching it slowly fade. It looked like a crescent moon <laughs> was, slowly getting further and further back. But and uh, a great career for him. And, yeah, you, so just you're right. We have to say tip of the cap to Kevin Luke on an outstanding career. Yep, so great job today. Hey, that's another episode of our Anchor Up podcast. That is our show. Don't forget, got a, got a lot of great home events. Soccer's at home Friday and Sunday. Outdoor track and field hosting the Al Owens Classic. Softball is at home on Saturday. You can catch all of that action on either the Grand Valley Sports Network or ESPN3. And, of course, spectators are welcome. If you come, be sure to socially distance yourself, wear a mask, and follow all the COVID protocols so we can stay health and safety. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Anchor Up podcast brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GBSU Athletics. Your your health, our passion. For Tim Knott, this is Jake Levy saying so long and as always, anchor up.